Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Yo, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Bryant McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. The name says it all. If you like what you hear, download and subscribe and make sure you leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can also watch us on YouTube. Just visit youtube.com slash all things covered. Pat P, what are we going to cover on this episode? Man, we got a big time lineup today. Yes, sir. First of all, we're going to talk about the win that we had against the Philadelphia Eagles. Then we're going to talk about the Jets. Man, they got their first win this week, yo. Hey, hey, the Jets won and lost in the same week. How's that even possible? <laughs> that don't even make, that's not supposed to be possible. Hey, man, they talking about Trevor Lawrence, but you, but you never know. So Jaguars and the Jets are fighting for that number one, uh, draft pick. Yep. And also we're going to talk to our, one of my favorites, who's not very shy of letting it be known, LeVar Ball. Big baller brand, stand yes, up. Sir. Join Triple us later in the baby. show. Triple yes, sir. Bees, baby. Now, listen, us viewers, you already know what time it is. It's the first quarter of our show, and this is where we tap into chopping it up. You know, usually we take you down a memory lane. We share fun, cool stories with you guys, but we're going to keep this updated, right? Updated. And what I mean when I say that, we're not going back in time. We're going to stay right here with the current situation. And for Pat P, just like myself, you know, we really, we really rock when it comes to the fashion standpoint. You know what I'm saying? We really, you know, we, 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 we take pride in how we look and how we smell. You know what I mean? Cause they go hand in hand. If you look good, you got to smell good. You know what I mean? So right. you got to make sure your cologne and everything is up to par. So Pat P, man, with this episode and chopping it up, I don't know if your followers, you know, saw your picture going into the stadium and getting ready to take care of your business against the Philadelphia Eagles. But your wardrobe was, 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 was on point, homeboy. It looked like you had some things going on. So I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna fill the listeners and the viewers in about what you had on and you can kind of go more in depth about that, uh, desired wardrobe. And also too, from top to bottom, like give us a, uh, insight about what you had on and why you picked what you had on. But you had on a nice red Supreme Louis, Louis, Louis sweatshirt. Then you had the accessories that go with it with the red mask and you had the red bag. You know what I mean? And you, and you also had an accent, a, 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 a slight up accent red in your shoes. But talk about the fashion that you believe in when you talk about putting yourself together and why that's important to you, especially when you're going into your place of work. Man, you know, Mac, that was just some slight, man. Like, like I Oh, that was slight. That was that was that was, that was like. Like this, just give me something right quick, huh? Yeah, I'm just going like to like a Sunday picnic or a brunch or something like that. You know, that that wasn't even Sunday's best. You know, that was just some some a little slight work. Um, but I saw the, actually the funny thing about it, Mac, I wasn't even planning on wearing that. I went to my closet because I, I left the hotel that morning, like thinking about like, man, what the heck I'm going to wear today? Because I wanted to wear black. I wanted to wear all black. 
but I didn't. You know, like you know, I, I love all black, all black. Yeah, me too. That's what. That's just what I do. They, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm blackout shorter. That's what they call me. You know, so that's <laughs> you know, every time you see me, I got blackout cleats and I got my black sleeve on. Yep. So I'm blackout shorter. So I wanted to go to the game in all black, but I, I really wasn't feeling it. And what I, what I had, and all, what I had in mind in all black, I didn't like the way it turned out. So you know what? I was like, man, I'm going through my thing, going through my closet, boom, boom, boom. I was like, man, I ain't never wear this sweater before. So I said, boom, let me see if I can put something together with this real quick. Boom, put, uh, pulled out the Louis sweater, the Supreme, the, the Supreme collection that came out about two years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I got that, I got the bag, uh, the duffel bag, which is also collectible items. Um, now are going for some a hot, pretty ticket if I would, if I wanted to sell those. Um, but yeah, going through my, I was like, man, let me see if I can put something together with this. Uh, found some, found my Mary jeans. Uh, the shoes I had on was a St. Laurent, if I'm not mistaken. And the thing I love about the St. Laurent and those Amiri jeans is that they both have like that, uh, that hint of leopard print. And it's mm-hmm. very subtle on the shoes, but you can see it on the jeans. And it's just something like just very subtle that's offset that I believe that, that gives the outfit a little bit of pop and the accessories that you was talking about. Um, you know, I really don't wear many chains. That's the only chain that I do own. Cuban link. It's like a lock. Like a chain of a, like you locking up like a bike. Like a, like a bike. Right, exactly. Uh, this is a Cuban League, one of those chains. Got from, from your boy, shout out to AJ. AJ, Got what's AJ up, AJ? AJ Jewelry. Mm-hmm. I had the, uh, the double, the, the, the double P on, Paddock. Uh, I don't know, I can't tell you the exact number. I think it was the 5280, uh, if I'm not mistaken. That gold um, boy, right? Yeah, the rose gold. Yeah. Yeah, rose, oh, that's rose gold. Okay. Yeah, rose gonna have the uh the pinky ring on too. So, like I said, it was just something a little slight, man. Light work. Hey, yeah, but one of uh, um, never mind. I can't. I'm I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I hold that for uh something. What you uh, got? Would you you, you gonna give us you gonna give us a a, a spiel a slight spiel? No, nah, I was gonna say for our bonus episode, one of our one of our I guess he's big into fashion yeah. as well. Yeah, no very doubt. big into fashion. I love the way he he put the things some things together, especially. His Air Force One game in Timberland, Timberland yeah. game. Just to give you guys a, a heads up who that could be. That's that's what you call a tease. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you call a tease. My question for you, Pat. I understand this past weekend you said you went into the closet, like you know, right before the ball game. But if there's a prime time matchup, do you prepare ahead of time about what you're going to wear to the stadium? Based on the matchup, based on the type of ball game, let's say if it's playoffs, let's say if, you know, if it's something that's, it's a prime time matchup, Sunday night, Thursday night, Monday night, do you prepare ahead of time? Now only, honestly, Matt, the only time I really prepare ahead of time is if you're traveling on the road. Mm-hmm. Cause obviously, you know, you gotta have your bag, well, for me at least, I like to have my bag packed and ready before I wake up and go through my walkthroughs. I don't want to be coming home scrambling for anything. I hate that. So my bag is already literally packed. Before I wake up Saturday morning or if it's Friday morning, if we travel to the East Coast, already ready to roll. For me, that's the only time I really have to put out, like, put some thought. And we're not even put no thought into it because for the most part, I like to schedule my outfits and what I'm going to wear through at the beginning of the year in August. So I'm not looking in. So I have a bunch of options already laid out for me. It's yep. just going to see or if I want to wear that right now, if I want to, you know what I mean? So. Um, it's not like I'm going to my closet trying to pick in pieces, put pieces together. It's like, I, I, I'm just, you know, or that's how organized I try to be. So I'd be like, all right, we're going to New York. I know it's going to be kind of cold. This is the, I'm going to have like four or five options. Boom. Those would be my options for New York. Same thing when we went to Massachusetts. I don't have really many options of when I'm at home because I kind of go with the flow. 
But far as road games, I definitely um, have options already pretty much ready to where and I could just go look at those options and see what I'm really feeling for that game. Well, that's what's up. Well, I'm going to tell you this much for the listeners and viewers, you know, checking us in, all things covered. Make sure you monitor Pat's social media because he usually give you guys a quick peek about the style that he's going into either it's on a road trip or a home game. Yeah. He usually give you guys, you know what I mean, a little sneak peek about what he's rocking. And usually he's always on point. That's my guy. It wouldn't be no other way. That's the only yeah. way you got to do it. You're going you're gonna to do it. You got to do it big. Now, it's time for Cardinals check-in. Here's where we recap the most recent ball game with the Arizona Cardinals. That was a home game against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Cardinals jumped right back into the winning column once again. Uh, final score 33 to 26. Entertaining ball game. I can say this much about the Arizona Cardinals. They have been involved in a lot of entertaining ball games, uh, uh, throughout the year. When you look at the stats, you know, both teams combined for 948 yards of offense. Even though they combined to go for nine, nine for 28 on third down. So third down defense from both sides, uh, played well. Kyler Murray, 27 to 36, 406 yards, four total touchdowns, three through the air, one on the ground, one interception. DeAndre Hopkins, man, you know, we had DeAndre Hopkins on the show a few weeks ago, man. He continues to ball out, man. Clearly one of the best wide receivers in the game. Nine receptions for 169 yards, a one receiving touchdown. Like I said, entertaining ball game, entertaining ball game. But from the personal standpoint with you, Pat, you were, you were, you were animated. You know, we, we saw, we saw some emotion coming from you. Seemed like you had some issues going on with the referees. Seemed like you was talking a little bit to the, to, to some of the Eagle players, man. But tell us what was going on. I, I, I feel your pain because as a former defender, you know, anytime they hit you with a, a, a flag, we always feel like we're in the right anyway. But anytime it's a bad call, clearly that's an issue. But talk about, you know, the emotions that you were displaying uh, this past Sunday against the Eagles. Man, like I told you three weeks ago, Mac, everything matters, man. You don't like every situation matter, every second matter, every drive matter. So, and we're playing for our livelihood right now. So, you know, those emotions come out when it's, when, when, you know, when everything's on the line because you don't want to be the culprit of, of the downfall of not letting this team succeed. But I feel like, like the first holding call that I got in that game, like I said, like I'm always, like I, I'm always going to give up a fight. Although the ref is not going to change their mind. And when I do get a holding call, I, I confess. I'm like, right, yeah, you got me. Boom. You got me. But when a ref tell me if I do commit a holding, a penalty, which I don't believe both of those calls are no penalty and I get no call on possibly the game ceiling interception is I hate when they hit me with, well, I cannot see the receiver. Stop, stop. Why are you at a disadvantage? You're trying to see the receiver. Yeah, you're right. not I'm to like, see the why are you at a disadvantage? Because that's not fair for me. We already have the hardest job on this football field. We're playing against our back against the wall, fighting with this guy, and have to be able to locate the ball at the same time. And when receivers are fighting position from from jump, like why we can't touch them past five yards, but they can touch us all the way through the all the way through the catch. No question. So and they give you that to, that that's that slight, that, that, that slight little nudge right before the ball get there that creates a lot of separation well, that's never called. Yeah. Right. But get you back to my heated, while, while I was so heated, is was because I was most heated on the second PI, the one I was in the end zone, because he literally almost ripped my helmet off my face. I'm like, he's grabbing my face mask, ref. Like, what do you want me to do? I tell the ref, I say, he's hooking me. The ref tells me, if he's hooking you, you have to find a way to get loose. 
I'm like, how can I get loose when he's hooking me? Like, he has my outside arm, and I can't push out because he's hooking me. So I'm like, when he when, when he finally decides to let me go, I'm like, because Alshon Jeff, that's that's my guy. He's a great receiver. He's not fast enough to get on my top shoulder every day on time. Like I tell the I told the rest of this before the game. I was like, man, I'm not begging for no calls. I'm not asking for no calls. I just want the game to be called fairly. That's it. Yeah, oh, yeah, we got you, Patrick. Yeah, oh, yeah, we got you, Patrick. We get in the game, and this it's it's total opposite. You know what I mean? And then the one, um, the, uh, the one in the fourth quarter literally almost ripped my sleeve off. First of all, he went out of bounds. The ref threw his hat. He was the one that touched the ball. So therefore, he went out of bounds to touch the ball. That's legal touching, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So why, why wasn't there no flag still? The ref told me this after, after I said, ref, look at my sleeve. My sleeve is off my arm. He said, what well, Patrick, he ran out of bounds. I said, okay, he ran out of bounds. I get that. So if he ran on the bounce, he was the first to touch the ball because I didn't touch that ball. Yeah. That's illegal touching. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> hey, life of a de- defensive back in the National Football League. Oh man, like, like I'm tired of hearing that I'm not, I can't see that or I'm not in a position. We, you, you need more help then. No, and that's something you've been talking about. You know, throughout since the we year. Started this show. Yeah, since we started since, the show, adding an extra that's official. The, that's the one thing I, I hate to hear that explanation that. Oh, we can't see the receiver. Are you trying yeah. to see them or you need more eyes to help you? Well, Pat, you played against a young quarterback. You know, you talked about some of the PI issues that, uh, that surfaced in the ball game and jumping on the refs for those bad calls. And I'm right there with you, but you look at the quarterback you were going against, young quarterback making his second start in the National Football League, Jalen Hurts. You look at his numbers, uh, 24 for 44, 338 yards, four total touchdowns, three through the air, one on the ground. Uh, fourth Eagles quarterback in franchise history and the first since Michael Vick in 2010 to have 300 plus passing yards, three passing TDs and one rushing touchdown in a single game. I mean, you played against some young quarterbacks, right? Throughout the year, uh, Tua Tonga Valoa a few weeks ago in Arizona for the Miami Dolphins. Now just, uh, going against Jalen Hurts, played against Josh Allen. When you look at Jalen Hurts game, watching film and seeing him up close and personal, you know, does he have, is there a chance that he could be a special one going forward? Um, I think he can. You know, the thing going into that game, what's difficult about playing against a young quarterback of his caliber is that, especially when he's – this is his first game starting. I mean, his second game starting. But in that first game, you kind of want to spoon feed him, don't want to give him too much. Yeah. But we kind of knew that it was going to open the playbook a little bit more for him, but we didn't know what to expect. But he definitely has all the tools and the tangibles to be a great quarterback in this league for sure. Um, show great poise, show great leadership, show great. Just he was just always just cool, you know. It just always just seemed like the, the moment wasn't ever too big for him. Bringing his team back when they was down sixteen, you know, it just just showed a lot of fight and showed a lot of dog that he is a Q, um, that he is. So um, you know, I think he definitely have all the tools to be a, a good quarterback, a great quarterback in this league for sure. Do you think Jalen Hurts should be the quarterback of the future after this season, knowing you still have Carson Wentz on the roster? Man, it's tough because, you know, you know, with them drafting uh, uh, Jalen as high as they did and if he continued to perform the way that he is performing, I believe had no interceptions, four, uh, three passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. I mean, that's that's pretty promising. I could see if he went out there and, and threw for like, you know, two for – uh, 24 for, uh, 24 for 44 and only had like 160 something yards, no touchdowns, rushed to, then you can start considering 
you know, giving Carson that opportunity again. But the way he's performing and uh, beating a, a pretty hot Saints team and, and coming in, coming into the desert almost pulling off another one, I think you got to uh, pretty much slowly continue to hand him the keys to the car for sure. Well, I'm going to say it for you. I think Carson Wentz is done in Philadelphia. They need to start trying to look up some trade suitors. Uh, Frank Reich in the coast. They could need a, they could look for a quarterback, a uh, new quarterback in, in Indy next season. I know yeah. that would be ideal for Carson because they had a lot of positive numbers working together. And who knows what the Patriots might do. They might need a quarterback going forward because they might want to, you know, you know, look elsewhere outside of Cam Newton. So there will be options be available. For, for sure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But, but. As long as they have that Nick Foles statue in Philadelphia, I think that's going to always lure over Carson Wentz. Yeah. You're the franchise quarterback, and you guys built a statue of someone who won a championship, granted, deserving so, but I think that's always going to uh, bother him mentally. So I think for both parties, the team and the player, it's best that they part ways, in my opinion. So we have to wait yeah. and see, but it will be a story to monitor. And I, and I, honestly, I think that's season. the way it's going to go, just the way – you know, the way Jalen is trending, you know, um, yeah. you know, just, just seem like, you know, cause obviously you, you have those concerns of Carson being, I believe he, him and Daniel Jones have the most turnovers in the league, if I'm not mistaken, um, yeah. with, you know, a bunch of, a handful of interception and a handful of, uh, sack fumbles. So, and Jalen, you know, he has yet, I don't think he threw an interception last week either. So he's been, he's playing carefree football. So, you know, you've been in this game. That's what teams care about, you know, not giving away drives or putting extra drives on the defense. You know, if we're not scoring, yeah. we need to be putting the ball off or flip it, trying to flip that field position, and Jalen gives them the, the best yeah. opportunity right now. And he's yet to throw interception as a starter. He had that interception right. when he jumped in uh for Carson in relief against the Packers. But as a Packers, starter, yeah. he's been pretty efficient and smart with the football. Yeah. No interceptions. One lost fumble, one fumble. Uh, against the Saints, I think they recovered that. But all in all, I mean, the, the, the man is playing his, his real clean, smart football, and that's all you can ask from your quarterback. Yep. Now, when you look ahead, the next up-and-coming ball came for the Arizona Cardinals, 49ers look ahead. This is the next opponent. I mean, the first time you played against Ari- uh, San Francisco, this team looked different, right? And you won that first ball game against San Francisco. Now, with all the injuries, so many key players on IR, this is a different ball club. They just took one on the chin from the Dallas Cowboys. They, they're now eliminated from the playoffs. But, you know, understanding how important this ball game is for you guys, Pat P, and playing, and you're basically playing against a undermanned team. You know, what's the thought process in attacking this team and knowing you have no room for error? You got to take control. I mean, you got to start fast. You know, from the, from the start to the, uh, to the end, because San Francisco is still a, um, dangerous football team. You know, they mm-hmm. still have the talent there. And obviously you saw that they was down big in that game and still find a way to, uh, to, to, to competing for that last drive to help them, you know, put themselves in the position to win that game. Obviously the onside kick made the game look a, uh, a little bit more out of, out of hand than, than what yep. it was, but they still are a dangerous team and a team that can, um, that got great talent across the board. You know, so we know this game is, and it's a division game. So it's not like they're going to come in and lay down. You know, we know we're going to get their best shot. We know they obviously want to win those games against their divisional opponents. Uh, we have to be, we have to be prepared. Like I said, we have to start fast. You know, obviously they know that their season over. So when you start fast on a team that season is over, they'll be like, all right, this game's over to hell with it. You know, when you let them stick yeah. around, you give them that hope and that belief that they can win the game now. So if we come out here this week, 
have a great week of preparation uh, through this through, through this uh, Christmas week and um, move on to Saturday and, and hopefully put our best foot forward so we can get a dub. Yeah, real quick, the Cardinals have won eight games in the season. The first time since 2017, you were part of the team when they finished eight and eight. They have not had a winning season since 2015 when they finished 13 and three and made yeah. the NFC championship ball game and you were a part of that team as well. So, uh, let's see exactly what you guys can do this past Sunday to finish the season on a good note and most importantly, get into the tournament. Now, before we transition to around the league, we just got some breaking news. The NFL just released some names that made the Pro Bowl and from the Arizona Cardinals, Pat P, uh, you've got four guys who made the Pro Bowl. I'm sorry, three guys. Number one, Kyler Murray. Uh, I think no surprise there, especially how well he's performed. Had a big oh, yeah. game this past Sunday. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins made it and you, 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 your secondary mate, Buda Baker. Buda, Buda Baker. Baker make, is, is this his first Pro Bowl or? No, no I think he made it last his year. His second. Yeah, he made it last year, but talk about these three guys and, you know, the, the job they've done for the organization the entire season. Well deserving those guys, uh, getting those, uh, those nominees. You know, obviously D Hop doing what he's continuing to do all year. Buddha being that, uh, that heartbeat for this defense and Kyler just being Kyler, you know, all year long. You know, now we just have to continue finding a way to put it together so we can go out there and, and win ball games and, and hopefully get us to that ultimate goal and that's winning the championship. So that's the main bowl that I know that those guys are most concerned about. Definitely playing a game at a high level and deserving of the Pro Bowl. But I know those guys got a bigger vision and bigger uh, uh, sight on the big bowl, the bigger bowl. No doubt, no doubt. We know where the big bowl is at. It's in Tampa. Yeah. So, hey, don't meet us there, beat us there. That's what they used to say. Now it's time for around the league. Here's where we tap into the news throughout the National Football League. Uh, we just gave you guys the insight of the Pro Bowl. We definitely will be breaking some other news as well. But one one of the big topics, I think, from the National Football League from this past Sunday uh, slate of ball games. Yes, yes. When it comes to gambling, when it comes to betting, I know there are a lot of people that thought they had a for sure thing, right? When you talk about parlays or, or, or playing some of these football tournaments where you got to pick a clear-cut winner. But the Jets played spoiler. They got their first win that against the Rams. Big, man. Hey, that's why even if you took the money line, you, you, you're mad. If you took the Rams to win money line, you're still mad because the Rams did not win. Now, Pat, for you guys, that's a pretty good thing. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you, you're fighting with the Rams just in the division alone. So anytime they can lose, that's, a, that's, a, that's important. But how surprised were you when you saw the final score of the Jets in the Rams game? Man, Mac, I was very surprised. When I saw the score, I was like, oh. <laughs> Don't worry, the Rams gonna come back. I think it was yeah. Like yeah, I was thinking now. the same thing. I said the Jets gonna find a way to trick this off and lose the ball yeah, I game. Said, I was saying the same thing. I said, don't worry, they are gonna find a way to not trick it off. But I said the Rams gonna find a way to, to come back and win this ball game. Yeah, and sure and behold, it was like Jared Goff just threw a pick with like twenty some seconds left. I was like, damn, that's crazy. That's shocking for sure because no one in the world picked the Jets to win that no. ball game. No, I don't no. care what nobody said. No. Nobody in the world picked the Jets to win that ball game. They did. Uh, I'm sure it would have been out right now on, on on Instagram saying this lucky guy on you know put you know however much money it was that the, that the Jets would beat the Rams. Uh, it was. Uh, it, I was very shocked that they beat them though. I really was. I I, 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 I thought the Jets was going to go winless this year. But they got some, some I did tough too. games coming up uh, to, to finish off the season. But hey, they got they won win. They got their Super Bowl victory. Check this out, though. The Jets are the first winless team in NFL history to beat a nine-plus winning team on the, on the road. road. The first time ever. 
So now for the Jets, they won, but they actually lost because because of that win. Yeah, they, they're currently slated to get the second pick who probably won't be Trevor Lawrence. And if you've been living under a rock, they believe Trevor Lawrence will be the next great quarterback. They're saying that he's probably the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck, who was drafted by the Indianapolis Colts. So the Jacksonville Jaguars, the next two ball games, they have, uh, they got Chicago and they got the Colts and both teams got to win this ball game. So there's a good chance Jacksonville might not win another ball game. And that's why the New York Jets fans probably will be intoxicated the entire week. Because they feel they're feeling like they're missing the uh, an opportunity to draft someone who could change the direction of the program. But I can tell you this much, Pat: you were once a part of a team that had the first overall selection right in the draft, and then with that pick, you guys selected Kyler Murray. Throughout that process and that year, I think you guys won three games, if I'm not mistaken. You were three and thirteen. Um, do players with care? About, yeah, with Kyler, you guys were three and thirteen, if I'm not mistaken. I think you won three games that year uh, in 2018. Oh no no no! That was that was Steve Wilkshire to to get to to force us to get college. What you saying? Yeah yeah that year okay. that, that that year. Um, yep. Being a part of that team and the record and you know understanding what was at stake. Do you guys monitor where they potentially could be drafting? When you talk about you know struggling and not winning enough ball games and people are saying you could have the first overall selection or a second or whatever the case may be. How was that process know. for y'all? Well, I won't say we we monitor it. You know, you see it enough. You know, the back end of the season where you could possibly be. So you're like, God damn, you know, we can possibly get this person. And, that, and that's not a good feeling, you know, towards the back end of the year when you put so much forward in the season. So, but I, I, uh, evidently I've been there before. Cause like you said, we had the opportunity to, to have the number one pick in 2018. So I won't necessarily say guys monitor, you know, where the, where, where teams are going to be picked. I mean, whether, whether, cause you know, the, 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 the roster changed over so much, unless you're yeah. like a franchise guy or a top five guy that's going to, that you know that you're pretty much stable. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll per se, I'll, I'll, I'll say like those guys will maybe pay a little bit more attention to the, uh, the draft orders or what guys out there who could possibly come to the team and make us better. But other, for, for the most part, other guys is just like, you know, not really focusing on it because hell, you know, next April, they could possibly be, with another team yeah no doubt no doubt no doubt so uh we'll see what happens with the Jets and the Jacksonville Jaguars but we're going to monitor this throughout the season because if the Jets don't get Trevor Lawrence man their fans gonna go crazy you man, better I, believe I think they're just gonna get them man I, I, I think I hope I hope the Jazz can pull out a miracle on Sunday man <laughs> we'll see we'll see but I can tell you this my Trevor Lawrence go he's a bad man so whatever team drafts him they're going to be extremely excited and other news Tyreek Hill the cheetah was seen drinking pickle juice on the sideline. And one thing about pickle juice is supposed to help prevent cramps. Um, do you have a go-to remedy or have you drunk anything that wasn't normal on the sideline before? No, Mac, I used to have to do that when I was in high school, man, because, you know, I never came off the field and being in Florida, that humidity. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a monster, especially like in that, the hurricane season. So it's yeah. like rain and that moisture and that humidity. So it feel, it, it'll say like it's 89, but it feels like it's 105. No question. That's you know South Florida I mean? heat. So, so I used to drink pickle juice all the time. I used to drink pickle juice. I used to do a teaspoon of mustard. What else I used what? to do in high school? Yeah, that's what my head mustard? coach told me, man. Coach Steve McGirt. Can't you nice say, man, Pat, man, I'm telling you, man, you gotta stop. Cause I used to, man, Mac, you see me in high school. I literally did not come off the field. Yeah. Then they used to get upset with me when I cramped. I'm like, bro, I don't have no time to have no water break. <laughs> why y'all upset with me? I don't get, I don't come off the field. Yeah. Like, why y'all upset with me? Cause I'm cramping. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he's like, yeah, man, we was playing Deerfield. 
Deerfield Beach, my junior year, they came down to uh they came to our field. Uh, the game got canceled because it was hurricane season. It was 14-7. We was down. But I was at quarterback at the time. And I'm about to take the hike. And right when uh, I was about to take a snap, a, a big lightning bolt had came. So, boom. So, now the game stopped. But yeah. before this, I'm already hurting, man. And mine, it's the second quarter. So, <laughs> I'm already hurting. I'm like, dog, man, I need to get into halftime. And bro, like, get some water because my, 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 my thighs are killing me right now. So, Boom. Get to the sideline, the game delayed, man, my whole body lock up from my, from my ears to my fingers to my back to my, my toes. That was my first time ever having a full body cramp. Yeah. And it, and that, and that full body cramp hurts. So the next week we plan Coconut Creek. It's a, um, it's a divisional opponent. We got to beat them district at the time, district opponent. So we got to beat them to like get into the playoffs or something like that. So Coach McGirt was like, man, I've been doing all this reading. It was like, man, muscle's supposed to help. Muscle's supposed to work. <laughs> like, man, muscle's supposed to work. Muscle, you know, and uh, I was doing pickle juice prior. Yeah. Like, pickle juice ain't working, man. We're going we're gonna to do a teaspoon of mustard. Man, that job was so nasty. And I don't even like mustard. So I don't eat mustard yeah. on a hot dog, no burger or nothing. So I don't even like the taste of it. So I'm like, man, I'm going to do it for the team. And I don't know if it worked or not, but I ain't cramped that game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you one thing I used to do. Well, it wasn't my go-to, but. Anytime, and you didn't have to deal with this, you know, when it was cold outside, instead of on the sideline, instead of having Gatorade for mm. us or water, you know, they have chicken broth. Mm. That chicken broth. And I'm going to tell you, but that chicken broth used to be so good. Either chicken broth or hot chocolate. So that's when I knew I was playing in some difficult, difficult weather because instead of, we had no water, we just have chicken broth on the sideline. And if you didn't drink the chicken <laughs> broth in time, it would, it would freeze up. So instantly right. when you get that chicken broth, boy, you drinking it extremely fast because you don't want to let it sit in the cup because it would freeze up. But Denver used to have the best chicken broth, man. Denver used to have some, man, that chicken broth used to be so good. Yeah. Man, they taking me back. <laughs> boy, I love some good chicken broth. No question. So, hey, in other news, I don't know if you heard Pat P, but on a recent episode of Get Your Popcorn Ready, which is Terrell Owens' uh, new podcast, Randy Moss, he said he's the best wide receiver ever. Said he would put Jay Rice either third or fourth. Uh, his exact words. I'll put myself first. I'll put T.O. second. I will put Jerry probably third or fourth. I'm talking about dominating the game and changing the game of football. I don't live on statistics because if you live on statistics and live on championships, that's all political. Then Owens followed and said, when you think about Jerry and the quarterbacks he played with, he never had a drop off in quarterback play. He went from one Hall of Fame quarterback to another. Then more from Moss, Moss came back and said, I don't want the fans and the people watching your podcast to get uh get it messed up like we dis- dislike or discredit anything Jerry was able to do or ever accomplish. I don't want people to think my 70 or are slandering or bashing anything Jerry did because Jerry was at the top. Then Jerry Rice responded on Instagram with a post that he since <laughs> deleted. Caption read, you got Moss and offered a side-by-side comparison of their stats. Now the stats... I mean, they're not even comparable. You know, Jerry played 21 seasons. Randy played 14. Jerry had over 1,500 receptions. Randy had over 900. Jerry had over 22,000 yards. Uh, Randy had over 15,000. Jerry had 197 touchdowns. Mm. Randy 156. And, of course, Super Bowl wins and Super Bowl MVPs all in favor of Jerry Rice. And we've had this debate before. I think me and you talked about it. Kamari talked about it on our, um, one of our more recent episodes. Uh, but do you think there's any legit argument 
or a comparison when you talk about the best wide receiver ever, or do you believe it's Jerry and nobody else can be in that conversation? It's difficult to compare the two because you got to think, Jerry played almost five years longer besides Larry, I think. I think it's, I, I think it's four years with Larry right now because Larry's in year 17, but he almost played almost, almost four to five years longer than everybody else that's on that list. And Randy is what? That's two, what, 40 touchdowns. So I think he could have got that in, you know, a couple of years because he had what, 21, 21, a, t- a 21 touchdown season at the, you know, in my opinion, at the peak of, of his career. But, you know, I think it's hard to, to compare the receivers, especially in the different eras that they played in, you know, in, in the different body of work that they have, you know, because Jerry was more, much more like a, I won't necessarily say a finesse receiver because he had it all. He can, he can go deep, you know, he can run crisp routes. But Randy was a guy that you had to have a, a safety over top of him because he was just so fast and just unorthodox how he was able to get behind coverages. And T.O., he was just, a little bit of both. Now he can run great routes, but he had a different, he had a different statue of, of a body. You know, he was, he was much more of a goddess statue of a, of a receiver. So it, it's hard to kind of say who is the greatest receiver of all time because everybody have different flavor. Because like for me, you know, obviously I grew up watching Randy Moss is like one of the things that you always, you always heard. And, and to their point and to their credit, you know, Quarterback play is definitely a lot, has a lot to do with, you know, a receiver's success. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because obviously they have, they have to depend on the uh, the guy who's, you know, throwing them the ball to be at a high level. And like and like those guys said, they never had, you know, that caliber of a talent to play with on a consistent basis throughout their career. So, I mean, all I mean, we all know all three of those guys are great, but for me – it's hard to say who's the best because I never really watched Jerry growing up until like he played with like with Oakland and a little bit when he was with the 49ers. You know, I, I grew up watching the, the T.O.'s, the Larry's, the, the, the Randy Mosses, the, the list goes on. But, you know, it's, it's hard to it's hard to pick yeah. who's the best receiver of all time, though. I think when you look at both uh, all three guys, um, you know, it's, it's different eras, different situations, offensively, the structure. But they all were extremely good, clearly Hall of Famers. But if you were to categorize the players, the three, I think when it comes to longevity, no one would ever do what Jerry did, in my opinion, right? Now, when it comes to just being a dominant player, I think you would put T.O. in that category. He's one of the more dominant wide receivers to ever lace up his cliques in the National Football League. But then when it comes to being feared – Randy put fear, not just in the guys who were trying to cover him. Randy put fear in the defensive coordinators that were trying to draw up schemes to stop right. him. Right. Randy might be the most feared player ever offensively, you know what I mean, based on what he had as a player, right? 6'4", 6'5", 6'6", running 4'2". You can't even create that play on the video game, you know what I'm saying? So that's something that was rare to see. And they're all great in their own right. And you always have that conversation about the greatest of all time in any professional sport. But one thing that people utilize and they always go to when you're trying to determine who's great, championships, right? Championships. You know what I mean? So it's, 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 it's a good discussion. About championships, man, that's a, you know, cause me and Richard, Richard got in this, in this argument a long time ago when we wasn't necessarily seeing eye to eye. Yeah. Um, you know, when we was talking about who the best, this, that, and the other. 
Then he was telling me, you know, he, he, he reposted a picture and I thought it was funny of his championship ring. But I'm like, yeah, yeah that's cute, but that's a team effort. Like mm-hmm. it, it takes everything to perfectly gel together and work in your favor to win that. I yeah. can see if it was golf. I can see if it was a single person or, or you know, tennis match. Yeah. That's all individually driven. Yeah. Yeah. It's different in those, in, in, in those arenas. So I hate when people bring up that analogy that, oh, championships. Yeah. It does, it does, it does give, uh, it does carry a different weight. But when it's in a team sport, you also have to have team, other teammates and other pieces to mm-hmm. help that person get the championship. No doubt. When it comes to football, I think football is the ultimate team sport because you're relying on 10 other guys, right? And then right. we talk about the other 11 starters, you know, that's a lot you have to rely on for you guys to get to that level. And, yeah, it's definitely a team sport. You know, now transitioning to another team sport, the NBA is set to return this week. We know, uh, Pat, you're a big-time NBA fan. Uh, they set to return after uh, its shortest offseason ever. You know, the offseason uh, was only 72 days, and normally an offseason is 130 days. But with the NBA slated to return this week, we have some NBA season predictions. And what we will do, we will give our answers to these questions, and we will revisit this uh, towards the end of the season to see exactly who was closer or if not picking the exact player for these questions. So the first question when it comes to the NBA season, who do you like to win the MVP this season? Uh, I'm going to go AD. I was thinking about AD. I was thinking about LeBron. But I don't know if these guys are going to start the season on fire because of the length they played this past season in the bubble. So I'm not saying I expect to see a slow start, but I don't expect to see the the bubble material that they provided for us. And because of that, I'm going to go Luka. Okay. I think Luka. Yeah, I, I, think, I think I think I, I think I could definitely see Luca win. I think it's definitely going to be two new names in the yep. race this year for sure. And I can tell you this much: when it comes to the betting standpoint, listeners and viewers who love the dab and into some gambling, AD is plus nine hundred to win. Luca is the favorite right now, minus three hundred. So talking about more value, the value play is AD. If you want to yeah. put something on the line when it comes to uh MVP, all right, winner of the East. Who do you like winning the East? Oh uh, man, if KD can stay healthy, Brooklyn. If Brooklyn mm. and KD can be healthy and the, and the pieces that they got on their team, like we talked about, everything have to mesh, mesh together perfectly. Yeah, I think I think I think they can definitely win the East. I, I don't think Milwaukee has enough. Boston gonna compete. Toronto gonna compete. The Heat is going. I think it's gonna be Heat, Nets, Heat in the conference championship. Yeah, and I real quick, Nets, I- Nets, Nets, Nets are gonna edge in my in my opinion. And real quick, I said minus 300, plus 300 for Luka. He's a favorite. So you're picking the Nets without Harden or potentially with Harden? Uh, without Harden. Okay. All right. So me personally, this is a tough one. You look at the East, I don't know if the Nets got enough. You know what I mean? I don't know if they got enough. I think collectively speaking, the best team, overall team, overall team is Milwaukee. Um, I think okay. they will get yeah, to – I, I think they will get a shot. I think they got the best player currently in the East based on what we know from a year ago. Now, Durant is always in that conversation, but we haven't really seen Durant, you know, play meaningful basketball since tearing his Achilles. So I would go with Milwaukee, just collectively the chemistry they already have. And remember, this is a, uh, it's a difficult offseason for most players. So some of the new additions might not get into rhythm until midway through the season. So I'll go Milwaukee. 
Wes, uh, I know you picking the Lakers. Uh, yeah. I'm picking the Lakers, too. Finals. Ooh. Who you see meeting in the finals? Man, man, obviously Lakers. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to say everybody's dream matchup, man. They want to see the Brooklyn Nets. And freaking the LA Lakers go at it. I think, it, I think, I think, it, I think, it, I think it, can go, it, it can go down. But so if, but if the Heat find a way to get James Harden, I think, I think the Heat will, uh, the Heat will win it. But yeah. if not, I mean, the Heat will win the East. But if not, um, I think it's going to be the Nets and, and the Lakers. When Heat came out and said they're out of the James Harden running. So I don't think that's okay. going to happen. So me, of course, I took the Bucks to come out of the East. So I'll say, Giannis and Braun. I think that people would love to see that. Um, but I could easily see, you know I me, mean? I, I wouldn't be mad at seeing, uh, the Nets get there as well. The crazy part about it, if you don't have any fans, just imagine missing out on having the finals in the Barclay Center. Oh man. Think about Damn, that. Just man. missing That's out great. on that. Coast to coast. No question. No coast question. No question. No question. Hey, uh, you guys know what time it is. It's halftime, time to go in, make some adjustments, make sure we hydrate. But on the other side of halftime, we'll be joined by LaVar Ball. We just talked about the NBA. You know he has a Big lot to say. Brand, baby. Big baller brand, throw up the triple Bs. Make sure you stay tuned. When we come back, LaVar Ball will be joining us here. All things covered, Patrick Peterson, Brian McFadden. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yo, 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 welcome back to All Things Covered. We just finished with halftime. We got an opportunity to hydrate. Now it's time to jump right into the second half of our show. We promised you guys earlier in the show, every week we're dropping a special guest. We will have a special guest joining us, All Things Covered, Pat Peterson and Brian McFadden. We promised you guys earlier, Laval Ball, he's now joining us here. Before we get into Laval, let me give him his intro. This man has established an intro. He's earned an intro, so I must give him his legit intro. Businessman, entrepreneur, father, former athlete himself. CEO of Big Baller Brand, throw up the triple Bs, founder of the Junior Basketball Association, dad to Lonzo, Leangelo, and LaMelo, Mr. Ball. Thank you for joining us here on All Things Covered. How's everything going with you? Everything's good, man. Thank you guys for having me, man. Yeah, yeah. And and before we get started, you know, with who you are as an individual and, and, and of course, your sons, me and Pat P, we both play football, right? We play Uh we play a go-getter, a man sport where we hit people in the mouth. And at once upon a time, you had a football career as well. You know, you played for the Jets, you played for the Panthers. Uh, tell us a little bit about your football game. What type of player were you? That type of player? Listen to me. Back in my day, like I tell folks, man, I was just an athlete. I'd play anything. Football, basketball, baseball, track, diving, gymnastics, whatever. 
<laughs> I was good at all that, man. So that's why, you know, back in our day, man, we just played sports whatever season it was. Yeah. Nowadays, you stuck on one because they got this AAU stuff, basketball lasts all year. They got the football thing with the passing leagues now. That lasts forever. Baseball, everything. So one sport now, it's just, you just go through it. So that's why I don't miss sports like 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 people think. Like, you miss football? No, I didn't play long enough. Yeah. You miss basketball? No, didn't play long enough. You know? Right. So if, if I'm not playing 20 years or 15 years where you go through um, the little midget program, and, and I didn't start playing sports. My dad didn't let us play till I was in the 10th grade. Mm-hmm. So, so, so it was, but, but as far as being the biggest and the strongest and fast, that was me. I play anything. Right. So do you think coming up short, uh, obviously being in that arena helped you push your boards to where they are right now? No, I don't, like I tell folks before, man, I don't push my boys. I lead them because when they push, that means resistance. Right. When I lead yep. you, that means you get behind me. You can get off anytime you feel like this ain't the road for you. Just turn the other way and go do something else. Right. But as far as me, I understand. I, I love sports. And, uh, you know, me and my wife, she's a sports girl, too. So, you know, the boys, last name ball, what they going to do? <laughs> well, 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 LeVar, obviously you have, an, you, have, you have an eye for talent. You know what I mean? Being able to recognize what it is your sons were good at growing up, you know, as, as children. You know what I mean? So tell us about at what moment did you realize, yo, my boys can be special, you know, playing a game of basketball? You know, everybody asked me that, man. I said before they came out the womb for me picking my wife. Oh, so you oh, wait, 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 wait. You, so on you picking show. my wife, man. He so when you pick your show. wife, you had that already in your thought, already in your in your mental, like, yo, I need to, I need to pick a woman to produce with that can give me somebody who's six three six four. That's what you're telling us. Six three six four. How about six seven six eight? Well, hey, correct me. We'll get you a six footer. See, I know. <laughs> I get me a six footer. Well, how tall is your wife? And a girl who's intelligent, pretty, and also love the game of basketball. She's a basketball player. Okay, so, so you spend, find your hooper. We can spend 10, 15 hours in the gym, and it's it's like a family outing for us. That's why the boys are so good. Man. <laughs> hey, so, hey, Lamar, I'm a fan of the show. Uh, when it, I think it was on Facebook or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's on Facebook. Yeah, so I was uh, I was a fan of the show when it dropped about two to three years ago. I can't I can't remember, but uh-huh. I do remember this line, and this before any of your boys. I think this one, Lamel, not Lamelo. Lonzo. Lonzo was at UCLA. He was a freshman, right. but you said Melo is my best ball player. What did you see that was so different from Melo? Well, I haven't seen nothing different from my boys because all of them great. But Melo, most of the time, look at any any family that's balling out of control. The youngest is usually the best. Why? You get to see all the experience, and I do things differently. People look at me and they say, "Whoa, uh, the Melo." Is they skip over Jello? Jello got that size and that strength. He just need that opportunity, and when he get that, he gonna shine, and folks gonna be like crazy. But if he ever get with one of his brothers, they know what he about, and that's when he gonna be super successful. Now, here's the thing: they look and they say, "Oh, Lamelo's better than what Lonzo was at 19." Of course, because like I told before, I make them like phones. What what phone get better every year? So I took <laughs> Zoe the regular route, which is high school. And go to college, number one pick or whatever. Okay. I see, I see the flaw in that. I say, okay, the people that Lonzo played at 16 is not the people that Melo played at 16. You talk about Ricky Rubio and these other guys that played overseas to play pros when they was overseas and they come over here. So now I do something that ain't never been done before. This is why Melo is so good right now. 
Folks is looking at him like, oh, he's so much confidence. No, check it out. Melo been a pro since he's been 16. That's what they don't say. Sound like Luca. Yeah, he played in like Luka. League, the JBA for two for a year. Grown folks over. Melo's just in a different league. He's been playing against grown men since he's been 16. But nobody has the money to take their kid from the hood where all the talent is at and go overseas. Yeah, it sounds like Luca. Luca was was a pro. I See, think. that's what I'm saying. But Luca already over in his little thing, doing his thing. So yeah. when I take an American over there, Melo was the youngest pro ever, 16. But Melo yeah. over there a little differently because Melo over there 16 with his own signature shoe. Luca ain't got no signature shoe. <laughs> well, he's supposed yeah. to be getting one. I think he with Jordan Brands. So I think it's supposed yeah, to be. Everybody's supposed to be getting one, but they ain't got one. <laughs> well, Melo, well, Melo got it, and Melo just got drafted in November to uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Were you right. disappointed he didn't go number one? Disappointed? Why would I be disappointed? How many folks you know disappointing your son become a millionaire? I mean, I, I, hey, I, I'm hey, right here's there another thing. He went number one for Jordan's number one pick, the greatest of all time. Okay. He, I don't want to go to Minnesota so everybody can say he was number one, but we living in the cold like that. No, <laughs> he number two. I told him I don't want him going to uh, Golden State because Golden State already got their team, right? You know, so they're not gonna let him do what he do. I bet you they crying right now. God dang, he was here. We should have took him. I know you should have took him. Watch what he do over there in Charlotte. If all three of my boys get over, there, Mike got a chance. Wait a minute, if wait Mike a minute. do the right thing and don't let folks get in his head and say, you know what? Let me go get all three of them boys. Get all three of them. I guarantee they win a championship. Folks Levar. don't understand that. I'm not saying that because, you know, oh, I'm a, you have to make sacrifices to win championships. And what it is is you do. the sacrifice that the Bulls made was having the best player, the second best player on the team, don't get no money. That's Scottie Pippen. Yep. yep. <laughs> hey, that's the sacrifice. The other sacrifices that the Lakers and everybody won, they used to stay together for a long time, even though the contracts are big. You can't stay together now because now they offer you more money. Come over here with your own team. Let's try to create the big three. So everything is eh, back and forth, back and forth, you know. But see, yeah. my boys would be family and say, yeah, we ain't worried about how much money we get. We'll make more of that off the court. And guess what? We're going to stay together for 15, 20 years. And, so and what, speaking of all, all three of your boys playing in Charlotte, potentially yes, is what you're telling yes, us. The yes. news that just broke today with the Pelicans saying that LaMelo won't be returned. Well, not saying he won't be returning, but that he's going to be a free agent after this season. So you're talking about Lonzo. Lonzo, Lonzo. I'm sorry, Lonzo, my yes. bad. Lonzo. Lonzo will be a free agent after this season. So is that right. a segue for you to find a way to get him to Charlotte? It's not a segue. I'm telling y'all, if Mike do what he's supposed to do, Tell me who ain't going to watch all three of the ball boys on the same team. And they play at a speed that's so fast right Can now. Can they coexist together, Mello, though? Melo and Jello and Zoe, them guys playing in the league right now, they got to slow down for these guys. Right. So you're saying they could co- coexist together? Because who's going to play the point? Let, who's let me play tell the you this. The last Mello's time my three boys was together, they was babies, and they went undefeated in high school as babies. Nobody can touch them. Now, you think all three of them playing as grown men, 6'7", six, 6'7", seven, six, seven, and 6'8", they can't switch and play? Guys don't run fast enough. That's why Jello, I mean, Melo can't take the ball out and just throw it to the end of the court because they ain't took off yet. Them dudes still jogging. They're not even expecting that pass. But, you know, the Mom's NBA a little different in high day. school. LeVar, the NBA a little different than high school. Let me tell you again. They did that in high school as babies. And my boys are a little different now. They're all grown men. You know how fast they're playing? I'll tell you what. On a bad day, they're put up together 45 points a quarter. On a bad day. <laughs> mm. 
I see so many passes and stuff that's out there that nobody else sees but my boys, and they don't have enough people to run. That's why I said them guys together, we, we averaged 100 points in 32 minutes in high school. That was some easy stuff. Now yeah, they're well, bigger and stronger and now switching and catching lobs. Man, they don't want to see my boy. I put Melo and Jello in the JDA. They was triple doubles, 50 points, but everybody say, oh, that's LeVar's me. They was playing pro rules. Three pointers and forty-eight minutes with no subs. I will say Melo is definitely playing at a different level as a rookie for sure. The way right. he is, is his basketball IQ, the way he's passing ball up and down the court, and not only that, the style points he's getting on his passes, the way he just looks so comfortable, man. He comfortable because he, hey, like I said, when you're a pro for three years, yeah, the only thing that's changing with him is the league. The, the right. players are talent more talented in the league, but they still grow. None of these guys in high school, you playing guys 22, 23, 24, maybe. Melo been playing against grown men with, with 27, 30. We go overseas with the JBA, with my little world tour. We go to 15 different countries. Them dudes on them teams wasn't no babies. They had, they had families. Right. We whooping their ass. But the fact that, oh, that's LaVar's league, it don't count. Well, how do you think he got good? You know what they say about Alonzo and Melo? Hey, man, they're so, cra- they so good with what they do, you can't teach it. Who the hell you think taught them? Taught them, right. Oh, something like that? Come on. And if Jello didn't do his thing like I told him before, he would have been a lottery pick. Like I was telling Detroit, I'm trying to get y'all a lottery pick for free, but y'all don't get it. So why you don't think Jello had a true chance with the Pistons? Jello didn't get a true chance on the fact that I don't know. Like I told him, I said, hey, if this dude get all his notoriety, and you got to throw him out there just to see what he do. Right. You don't have common sense to do that. Come on, these games don't count. Right. At least let's let, let's let the people decide. Say, you know what, man? I saw him out there. He just looked ragged. He couldn't do nothing, man. But you don't even put him out there because it's the resume that you got. Not even the resume. It's, it's political. You know, that's how things go. You got these guys drafted in there and you got them all high. Hey, hey, put Jello in there and passing the ball. He go for 20 and 30. Now you forget about Killian Hayes that you took first pick and say, somebody got to get fired now. Right. <laughs> Because you didn't pick somebody that was – I'm just telling you, he, but some of these other folks and their agents, that's why I said, let's see what Rock Nation can do and say, you know what? Let's let Jello play with his brothers one time. Let's see something. Let's see the brothers together. I don't right. care. And that's why I told him, hey, time's going by. Somebody get his ass with New Orleans or get his ass over there in Charlotte. Somewhere. <laughs> so what do you think is next for Jello? That's the same. That's the thing that's next. That's the thing that's next, man. Right now, I got him out there. He's working out and stuff, man. You know, the Detroit, what you going to just sit over there? Nah, he over there in New Orleans. They might do something. <laughs> you never know. I said, go hang out with your big brother. Go work out with him. So Jello's still working out doing his thing. This is what people don't get. They act like Jello is 25 years. Jello just turned 22 years old. Yeah. Young, but he got everything they say that Lonzo and LaMelo can't do. This dude could do. He's stronger. He, he got a better, he got a real jumper. He jump in the air and shoot. That's a jumper. So that's why he's three-pointer. He's more deadly. Everywhere he's been, he's been the high score. You got to give him that time. Just like people was like, I was like, if they decide to ever let Jello just play, play, he went in my league and averaged 50. I don't care what league you in. You average 50, you a, you a score. He can put that ball in the hole. Mm-hmm. So what's your favorite memory of the boys growing up or playing, playing uh, their, your, your favorite memory of, of them three in a game together? Man, my favorite memory is always the same memory. Every time they all three together, they just win. Yeah. So it don't matter what game it is. I'd be like, man, they kill him again, again. It's just like, wow. 
I enjoy watching my boys play all three together. Like I said, by themselves, and, and they good. With two of them, they better. But with three of them, they at their best. Yeah. They at their best. But with all three of them, because the chemistry is there, and they understand like the angles that Melo see, Jello see, Zoe see, and it's like it's very fast. It's very fast. You know what, Lavar? I like to give you some tribute because I can tell you this much. I remember when Lonzo was at UCLA, and that was a talented team that UCLA had that year. Went deep in March Madness, if I'm not mistaken. But I started watching UCLA basketball because of you. Vocally, yes. your voice was reaching us here on the East Coast, right? Right. And I'm, I'm basketball wise, I'm a Duke basketball fan. I went to Florida State. I root for Florida State basketball, but I just grew up as a child. I, I was a Grand Hill fan, so I, that's who I gravitated to. But uh-huh. when your voice started to like transition and reach us on the East Coast, I'm like, man, who is this loudmouth man keep talking about his boy? And I thought most you was definitely. just the average father who believes their kid is the best in the world. Cause you know, most of us as parents, we're going to always think our kid is right. the best at whatever it is they're doing. So exactly. I'm like, man, so I'm like, man, let me let me tap in to see exactly what this dude talking about. Who this uh, Lonzo kid is? So I literally watched. I forgot. I can't remember if they were playing against SC or who they were playing against. Some pack to a pack to a team. Uh-huh. I said, man. I said, man, he really got something. I mean, yeah. and, and and I'm so my question to you is, at what point in time did you feel like the platform that he had currently was an opportunity to for you to create a bigger platform for him? And did you feel like you put, you put too much pressure on him based on some of the things you were saying about his game? Here's the thing, man. You said they had an awesome team. Tell me who was on that team. Well, I won't say exactly. They were that awesome. team was ready, man. My, before my boy got there, how many games they winning? Nothing. He come to make everybody better. All the folks got drafted. You hear about him now? Hold on, hold on, about that team that was balling. Y'all, that team was terrible, man. But he made that team. And the way I tell people, they're not gonna lose. And I tell you what, they wouldn't have lost. He was on his way to go do what I told him to do. Said, what you told him? I tell them you win the NCAA tournament, you first pick anyway. But what detoured that is is a little mishap where his mama got, you know, had the stroke. This is something that happened to a kid. You don't expect nothing, but they gave him the information bad. Somebody texted him something, some family member texted him this shit, saying that his mama's about to die. Now he he break down after that. You can't, you can't. I told him, go ahead and play, man. Don't do I'm gonna do my thing. I'm gonna take care of my woman. Don't worry about it. Your mama's mine. I'm good. Yeah. You're good. So go ahead and do your thing. And that's what people don't understand. That's hard for a kid who never had no problems. Nothing happened where you're not thinking about nothing. Mm-hmm. You know? So, so you're saying at what point in the platform? Hey, I told my boys since they was babies, man, they born to go pro. So they gonna be special from day one. So when I put them out there, when them dudes was little, when Jello and Zoe and them was third grade, we was beating up on eighth grade teams. So the buzz was there, people coming to the game. It's the same way now. I ain't changed. It's the same way, and everything is the same. It's just more cameras and things right now. But it's not like I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna try to see if I can get more publicity on this. No, the publicity gonna come anyway on the fact the way that I trained them. I expect them to be super special. Elsewise, I wouldn't spend all this time and effort with them. Like I said, if it ain't no me, it ain't no them. People get it mixed up saying, oh, you know, if it wasn't for the boys, we wouldn't hear about LeVar. No, if it wasn't for LeVar, you wouldn't hear about the boys. Right. Yeah. I make them good where you got to talk about them anyway, and it just is what it is. Like I told them, we didn't go to no academies or no difference. We went around the corner because I told them, hey, if you can find somebody in Africa to hoop, you can find my son down the street on an easy freeway to get to. 
They're going to recognize talent and they're going to find it. So long as we put the work in and the time in, guess what? You're going to be successful. Don't do laziness and don't put no time in and expect to be that dude. No, my boy's always been that guy and I always praise. You're going to talk about what's yours because you understand what you put into it. Well, I can tell you this much. They did have Leaf and, and Leaf and Holiday on that team, so they wasn't that trash. And I think those two guys in the okay. NBA right now. Did you ever hear about Leaf? Leaf, you know, the luckiest thing happened to him was the other boy had to go overseas. I forget his name, but he played for Philadelphia for a minute. I forget uh-huh. his name, but he the other little forward that was over there. Lucky he left because else why you would have never heard of T.J. Leaf. That, <laughs> Noah, I think that's his name, Noah. Uh-huh. Nolan or something like that. But that dude was there. And so it was like, oh, he, he, he cool. Then the other boy got hurt, Chris Ali. He would have been, he actually can run. Yeah. So, so some of the other guys would have been sitting down. So, hey, Zoe make everybody better. See, Holiday was smart enough to say, oh, let me move to the side. So just, I, I come off the bench, but I got to stay an extra year after he get out of here so I can show him I can play point guard. See, yeah. now you say they're good, but when they was there, it was always small. They, they, yeah. they good players, man, but Zoe make everybody way better than what they are. Yeah, Jonah Bolden is who you're talking about, right? That's what that dude. Yeah. Hey, if he's still there, you'll never hear about TJ Lee. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Because now Zoe gone and he's not gonna make you good. Look how good the other boys should have left when Zoe had him playing Welsh. Still left. He tried they try to stay one more year. Now they barely get drafted, barely get hey, Zoe make you hey TJ Lee was smart. I'm up, top choice. How you going for the top ten pick or whatever, man, and you ain't nowhere now. <laughs> is, is it to drop that beat and find out you can't play? Oh shoot! It's gonna be. I'm just keeping it real. Lots will make people a lot better than folks be like. Oh man, that dude can play. Hey, let me tell you this, and this is to show you that I'm not just talking. It's keeping it real. Yeah. Brandon Ingram was over there with the Lakers for about two, three years, whatever. You played one season with Lonzo, and now you're an All Star. Is the gap that deep? He went to New Orleans one year, played Lonzo the whole time, and now you're an all star. Hold on, now let me tell you something, Lavar. You talking Talk to, to me? You talking to two big time Laker fans, right? Yes. And and the thing about Brandon, when he jumped into the league, he developed, he improved every year, right? The player that we saw last year, I think if he stayed in LA, he would have developed to be that player. And granted, the opportunities wouldn't be there, especially if you're talking about having Braun in the fold. But no right. question, I think he's an ascending player. The best is yet to come because he's a, he has a rare talent that most guys don't have that plays a position he has. But to your point, when you're dealing with a floor facilitator like Lonzo, Lonzo, he's able to see the court extremely well and put other guys in positions to be successful. They just got to put the ball through the hoop. But I think Brandon was in, in route to having a crazy good career, but it just happened to be. In he the- wasn't going to have no good career without Zoe. I guarantee you. Well, heck, you saying Zoe. You something Zoe. else. Hey, I ain't crazy. What about Kuzma? Zoe made that boy. He was bad when Zoe was there. Still hey, hey, hey. Well, I'm just saying, stuff falling down now. But if Lonzo don't give you that ball and give you that belief and not have no ego problem, say, I'm trying to get mine. Yeah. The same thing people was asking me about, you know, Zion, he can run and jump. Okay. But if you're a rookie guard or whatever, and you're a rookie, you're going to try to do some stuff you're not used to. But if you got a guy who don't really care and just going to give you the ball, you're not going to get that from any other guard that was coming into the league. 
what I'm saying with, with, with Zion, if you got mm-hmm. all these guards, what are they trying to do now? Score 30 and 40 points. You ain't gonna, they ain't going to pass that ball. You ain't going to get it. So you ain't going to get them points and those touches and you don't try to run over folks to try to make your game go up and try to do more than what you're supposed to be doing. And guess what? Lonzo understands. Zion understands. This is going to be the easiest 30 points I'm going to ever get playing with this boy. Hey, they so got you a think, special, you th- got a you think the Pelicans got a shot this year to fight for like that four or five C in the, um, in, the in the West? Four or five C. It's gonna be higher than that. You know why? You know why? Hey, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. My boys is winners, man. And you got to If you got that coach to believe in them, that's your ass. Anybody who believe in my boys and let them play, let them do what they do. They got Stan you know, Van Gundy. Do you believe in Stan Van Gundy? Shit, from what I see now, heck yeah. Well, look how Lonzo playing. Let me tell you, he ain't taking Lonzo in and out the game. Yeah. Lonzo got a hell of a team. And I'm going to tell you why the hell of a team is. The ball don't stick every time it's in his hands. He don't have – here's the thing. I ain't never seen Lonzo go to the side with the Pelicans with Alvin Gentry and talk about something mm-hmm. during the game. I see him go to Stan and Stan is talking to him. Stan says, I believe in your abilities. I believe what Zoe is doing. Zoe is my guy. So when you make Zoe your guy, he going to win. Them 15, 20-point games going to be easy for him because he's like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to let him do Stan is like, okay, Zoe, I need you to go to the hole. You shoot one for 10, keep shooting. You shoot seven out of 10, keep shooting. Take them open shots, but he got a hell of a team. He got two scores. You got Brandon Ingram, and you got Zion running loose. The other two guys are coming in. They hustlers. Josh Hart, he can hustle. And, and you got Reddit. You got Reddit. Adams, he gonna rebound and hustle. So you always got a good team. You can take out Brandon Ingram. He fouled out the last game, right? Mm-hmm. But look, who, look what Lonzo did. Give me Reddit. I'm gonna get him 18 points just on getting open. Yeah. So he gonna spread the wealth, and it's gonna be like no problem. They win. I, I know they didn't have Giannis, but but Giannis can't handle that speed of that game if they always pushing it. It's not in everybody's hands now. Lonzo was missing minutes. Why? You got uh, what's that boy name? Frank Jackson coming in. You got Noah Alexander coming in. You got uh, uh, Drew Holiday playing the point. You got Ingram dribbling up some. So it's too many people. Taking the stuff from Zoda so it don't stay at a high pace and you got it in and out the game. I tell you, I tell I tell you something else too that you guys are understanding. I'm just not even a warning. It's just is what it is. If you do not know how to use Lonzo the right way, you will be fired. Okay, hey Lavar, where, where you where, where you getting this from? What makes you feel? Where am I getting it from? You yeah. saw it. No, nah, well, tell us. Tell, t- hey, hey, t- hey, tell, hey, tell, hey, tell. Luke Walton didn't know how to lose it. Where he at? Fire. Well, he with the Kings. Hey, Alvin Gentry, you all know how to use him right. Fire. <laughs> get it right, baby. They ain't getting right. But, but earlier now, wait a minute. Oh, hold on, hold on. I, I know you, I know you rocking and rolling with Stan, and I think he is a real good coach, especially for the pieces hey, they have. Until we do but, him, until, until, as long as you don't do him wrong, you understand what Zoe's about. Hey, hey let him do what he's doing. You, you, you got you that just, faith and I'm good. But, but LaVar, you just said after this year, you trying to get, you trying to get Zoe to Charlotte. What's that got to do with this year? You right. You're there this year. What's it got to do with this year? Cause yeah. hey, I'm going to tell you what, my son, you know, man, you got to pick family before you pick all your friends. So that's what Blood I'm saying. I'm like, water. dude, this is, what, this is what I want. This is what I know. The success that my boys have together. 
So I'm going to be like, yo, if Zoe had a choice, do I play with – this is what folks don't understand. Do I have a chance to play with Zion and Ingram, or do I have a chance to play with Jello and Mello? Okay. He going to pick Jello and Mello, guaranteed. Well, speaking yeah. of Jello and Mello, how's that? Uh, how's that Big Baller Brand status? What's what's the status of Big Baller Brand right now? The Big Baller Brand status is good. You look like, come on, man. I they see you got the triple B's on, baby. Huh? You see, you got the shirt I, I keep my triple B's on, man. Yes, look, uh, here's the thing: this is what people didn't understand. They said, "Man, without your boys, triple B's ain't this and that, man." They don't understand. If I stop, that's when triple B's stop. Triple B's is a is a family brand. These B's are still everybody. What they still talking about? We came out in 2016, man. We still here. Like I told him, I ain't got to be first. I ain't got to be last, but I'm in the race. Right. I'm the only one coming this league with his own brand. These triple right. B's are strong. They're not local. They're global. I've been to 18 different countries with this, man. You go somewhere, they know what triple B's is. Right. And I'm the only one that's independent in ownership and showing everybody these B's, they mine. And you know what I tell them in Charlotte? These triple B's, we stay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's next for the brand? What, what what's next for the brand? Number one, and when you look at your boys, I don't know exactly who uh, uh, Lamelo signed with, but I know Zoe started out wearing the brand, and then he ventured off to win other brands. But well, what's here's, next here's the for thing. the brand? Let me, let me explain. Let me explain this to you guys, man, so you guys understand. Yeah, the Triple B's is a family brand, man. They can do other things, but they always gonna be with Triple B's. They always with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because you don't wear the apparel or something like that, man. I got water coming out, rims, tires. Who do you think when I die, who I'm going to give this to? It's in the family. You go right to them. Hey, but did you say you got rims and tires coming out? Puma, they signed with this. They're not rocking that. My boys is always with Triple Bs. These three Bs represent them. Okay. So well, speaking of the Triple B brand, you know, your, your, your son, Melo, plays for Jordan. And, of course, I heard you, you know, basically call out, MJ on uh Shannon Sharp's uh a podcast club Shay Shay. Are you one on one? Was that were you jokingly saying that or are you legit? Man, you come on. Hey, 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 I'm gonna tell y'all again. One on one, big baller, never lost. One on one, my wheel and wheel is too strong. I'm too fast, too strong. When I was young, I would have killed him. I was too strong for him. Hey, right now, I will kill him. He's 57 years old. And smoke cigars and drink. He got dog in him. I ain't got no dog in me. I'm a go gorilla. You can't hang with no gorilla. I'm gonna tell you. Hey, I drink milk and eat steaks. How you gonna mess with me? I'm too. I'm too eighty. Well, what kind of shape? What kind of shape are you in? All day, lifting off his feet. What kind of shape are you in, Levar? I'll tell you what, I'm you say, in better you shape than a fifty-seven you, year you old eat, man when I'm fifty-three. I guarantee you, that. I eat donuts all day. You eating steak and drinking milk? That's not a good diet. But hey, 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 let me tell you why. Why it ain't a good diet? See, they don't want me to eat like that because they don't want me to be that go go. They want you to win. Small. <laughs> See, they fooled you, man. Don't eat that. Don't eat that. See, when they make your brother strong, they come out with that new stuff. Don't eat the eggs. Don't drink the milk. Don't drink the water. Yeah, cause they want to make you. You getting too strong for them. That's why. They said, man, we got to tone this one down. <laughs> When last, okay, let me ask you this question. You talk about playing MJ one-on-one. When's the last time you played a legit pickup game? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. When's the last time I played a legit pickup game? I left yeah. the window open for 50 years. Now the door is closed. I don't play no pickup games. Well, how are you going to challenge the greatest of all time to a one-on-one battle if you haven't played a pickup game in about 20 or so years? Here's the thing. When you're good, you're good. 
<laughs> because I don't play basketball at all. I can bag your ass in for one good game where you'll be like, that boy, called, he's strong, man. I'm telling <laughs> you. Hey, one man. good game. <laughs> I ain't got to play dominoes for 10 years, and I still can whoop your ass. <laughs> I'm just good at basketball. You know, I thought, who he ain't played in three years, but I know if somebody opened and passed the ball, I know how to catch, I know how to shoot. It's simple. Well, I can tell you this much. Do no game. Why don't do a pickup game, man? Big baller CEO. I don't need no pickup, man. I'm too old to be running in jump. <laughs> but I tell you what, for the small price of $200 million pay per view, I'll give you one good game. Hey, you know I, what? I, 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 I'll support, we'll support the cause. I'll pay for no that pay per view. Hey, so. So would you really go into training if that was to happen? Like, boom, March twenty first is the is the game. Would you go into training then, or are you just gonna show up ready to go, ready to roll? My last name is Ball. I'm a ball till I fall. I don't gotta go into no training, baby. What? And no, I'm gonna tell you again. Ain't no fifty seven year old man gonna beat me. I don't care how much training he's doing. He's fifty seven. I'm fifty three. If yeah, I feel you're like garbage at 53, I can imagine how you feel at 57. Wait a minute. So you mean to tell me you're going to be so disrespectful that you won't even train leading up to the, to the one-on-one and <laughs> think you're going to be showing up, man. No need. Big baller come as is. <laughs> hey, hey, Pat, you know, LeVar probably got that old man game, too. He's going to back you in, back you in, back you in, get to the rim and try to get an easy hoop. <laughs> That's, I'm gonna do that the whole game. And every time I don't make one, you know what it is? Five! Quick five! <laughs> Jail Give ball. ball, check up. I guarantee you. And he's saying, I don't wanna play no more. I don't wanna play no more. I know you don't. Cause you keep fouling me. Ain't no way. I'm gonna do a jump hook with the right or a jump hook with the left. I'm still good, but I'm gonna put you under the basket. Oh, man. I love well, I'm you know what they say? He can't shoot. You know why? I ain't going to shoot. Here I come again, and you're going to get tired of me. Hey, hey, you know, oh, hey one oh, thing oh, I can't oh, say about oh, you, LaVar, you know your strength and your weakness, and you play to your I strength. I know my strength. Yeah, you play right. to your strength. But I, 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 at some point in time, I don't know when it, when, it, when it comes to this season with the pandemic, I don't know if you'll be able to attend any games in Charlotte, but at some point in time, I'm pretty sure you'll be able to attend some games, and maybe you can mention that to MJ. I ain't got any MJ. Like I tell MJ, man, let's not make this about me and you. Let's go get you some wins. Get my three boys and make history. You know how you make history? You're going to be the first black owner to ever, ever win a championship at anything. You That's said it. That's what we got focus on, the winning and the grinning. Don't focus on the one-on-one. Let the people on the outside worry about that. I want to bring you my boys for the victories. Forget about, oh, oh, LeVar and MJ. Man. That's why I tell them how cold I am, man. You're supposed to be talking about who's better, Kobe, LeBron, against Mike. And what's everybody saying? They want to see the matchup. They don't even want to see them two play one-on-one. They want to see the big baller. I ain't play no NBA, but they want to see that game. <laughs> hey, when you're right, yes, you're right. Sir. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I, tell, I tell you, uh, LeVar, you paint a great, great picture, man. I, and I know it's all belief, and I, I'm with you 100%. Uh-huh. But we know, we know you got time. We know you got uh, time and short in your hand. We, we're going to jump into our superlative uh, part of the show. Quick questions. And you just give us and, back your uh, quick answer. And real quick, you can't answer your son, any of your sons, for any of the questions we're asking you. So these okay. are okay. Son, son-related questions. Yep. Okay. Best, uh, best point guard right now in the NBA. Best point guard in the NBA right now? Uh, boom, 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 boom. Shoot. I'm, I'm trying. All right. The best point guard, I think, is is, is the uh, the boy from Dallas, Luca. Luca. Mm, yeah. 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 I think, yeah. Yeah. Luca. I'm right there with you. Best passer in the NBA right now? 
best passer in the NBA. Uh, shoot, that's 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 a hard one because there ain't too many folks out there passing that ball. You know what? But you know who has a good eye for passing that ball? I think uh, the the Ben Simmons boy. Yeah, yeah. from Philly. Yeah, I agree. Best shooter in the game right now. Best shooter in the game right now, probably KD. Yeah, Ooh, pure shooter. Pure best shooter. Over, yeah. Best overall player in the league right now. Overall that's player. That's LeBron. That's LeBron. I I I I thought you might have said something crazy. You know, you know how. I don't know if you. Okay, okay, you're right Who, there. Who's better than LeBron? I'm right there with you. I mean, I think I why, think why, King why, James. That's all I'm talking about. Crazy. What's crazy about that? Hey, don't help. Don't I thought you would say. I thought you would have said something else. No. Yeah. Okay. Um, who will win a one-on-one matchup, Lonzo or Melo? One-on-one matchup, Lonzo or Melo? I'm gonna go with Lonzo. Why are you picking Lonzo? He's the older brother. Don't let your little brother beat you. Well, you just said the youngest won the best one. The youngest gonna be the best one. So, so that one be the best one. Okay. Well, how about Lonzo, this one? Lonzo is the best one right now. Jello has the potential to be the best one on the fact he's bigger and stronger. Melo's gonna be the best because he's the youngest and he get all the experience. Hey, real quick, it's yeah. funny. It's, it's it's funny you mentioned that with Jello because when you look at his body size, his measurables, I think Jello would be a heck of a tight end. He never thought about playing football. His mentality ain't for football. It was basketball. He had cold ass basketball player. Been a high score every time, every way he went. People like to look, overlook that man. Like I said, this fool was at, when we was at Chino Hills. He was a high scorer every single year. That's what people don't get. They didn't want to. He the only three star. They call three star that had uh, a, a sixty seven game, a seventy two, and three fifty point games, fifty something. Mm-hmm. He averaged and led California in scoring his senior year. You don't make it to the McDonald's All American when he didn't lead North Carolina or South, a small state. He had the state of California. And you don't make the McDonald's All-American game? Shoot, come on. And you only lost three games. You were 160 in a row. Who they think was the dude? Take out that middle piece, take out Jello, and you don't get that on the yeah. fact that he was our best uh, three-point shooter and our best post-up guy. <laughs> well, shoot. I'm, I'm pretty sure based on his work ethic and you staying behind him, you're going to get a shot. And we all going to get a shot. We're going to get a shot. We all going to be cheering for him. More yeah. likely to win an MVP first. Lonzo or Melo? Uh, Lonzo. Okay. Most likely to win their first ring, Lonzo or Melo? Lonzo. Well, I'll tell you this. Ain't none of them going to win no ring. That's all three of them together. They'll go through. If they if they separate it, they'll, go, they'll, they'll be uh, Charles Barkley. 20-something years, no rings. Mm. <laughs> Could you beat Charles Barkley in a one-on-one? Stop it. Yes or no? I'm not even gonna answer. He, he said, "Stop no it, way that boy can mess." Man, stop it! He's not good enough. He's not even in the talking. It's me and Jordan, the greatest of all time. Not me and Charles Barkley. Stop it! But Charles Barkley, a bigger body. You talk about trying to dummy up Jordan in the post. I don't know if you can do that to Charles. I go around Charles, too fat and too slow. <laughs> Hey, I can tell you this much. Hey, LaVar, man, you got the confidence of a gorilla, man, as my uncle would say, man. Hey, that's you what he said he was. You heard him? Oh, he did say that. He, he did say he was a gorilla. Hey, you said it. You did say that earlier, right? Okay. It, it makes sense now. Yes. No about it, man. it makes sense. But, hey, man, LaVar, man, we appreciate you joining us here on All Things hey, Covering. Thank you, guys. 
We're big fans of everything you're yes, doing, sir. man. Continue to do it and continue to speak things into existence. And anytime you're doing anything, man, you can let us know we're here right here for you. But before we let you go, is there anything you want to pub? When you talk about Big Baller brand, anything you got coming up? Hey, Big Baller brand going to get in the league because they ain't even seen, man. I got some new merch coming out, but also I got, I'm going to get in that Triple B racing, that motorcycle game. Oh. I the jacket. I come out with the gloves and the motorcycle stuff. People finna fall in love with it. When, when should we expect that? When should we expect that? You're going to expect that in the next week or two. And then I got water coming out. That's going to be in the next few weeks. And then the rims and tires is right in that beginning of that new year. I ain't talking about no signature where I sign and say that's my rim or my tire. I'm talking about ownership of that. There you have it. Hey, that's why, and that's why you, you're an entrepreneur right now. You, you exactly. own things. Hey, well, yes. you keep, you keep, you keep doing what you're doing and keep providing the energy, man. It's a pleasure having you on once again. Anytime you want to join us, we, we got an open door policy for you or Ooh, for your sons. Love, and we're going, we're going to be paying attention and supporting them as well. As long as they're not playing against the Lakers, I'll support the Pelicans. I'll support the Hornets and whatever team Jello is a part of as well. Much love. There you go. Okay. Yes, sir. You be safe. Y'all keep doing your thing, man. I appreciate y'all. Thanks again to LeVar Ball and thanks to everyone listening to this episode of All Things Covered. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back with you on Thursday with the bonus episode with Fabulous, where you can expect all things will be covered. Peace. Peace. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. Paramount+, Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.